You're listening to the Sci Fidelity Podcast, episode 98. I like fantastic. I hate the rest of it. The Sci Fidelity Podcast contains adult language and themes and is intended for a mature audience. In this episode, we kind of nerd rage a little bit about Fantastic Four and X Men movies. Uh, but mostly, Brian says some rather unfortunate things about Spock. So I I am playing Diablo 3. It's a Blizzard game and it's a it's like a top-down quest, you know, like a I'm not sure what you call these games. It's not a shooter. It's a it's like a lot of other games. It's uh hmm. Damn, man. I I I don't know what to call that game. Anyway, I've been playing it. And they they're they're adding end game content by doing this thing called seasons, and this is the second one they've done, and it's really nice because what the the, the premise is you've got all these high end characters that you've been working on and uh, you've completed the whole main storyline, and what they do is they set up a whole new character. You can roll any kind of character you want. But you don't have access to your inventory or your gold or anything. You start completely at zero. And then they they remove the requirement to go through the storyline first that you would normally have. So you can just go do anything you want to in the game. And there are things that have been turned up to give you more drops of, of rare loot. And some items that drop in the seasonal play are exclusive to season. So once the season ends, you're just not going to get those things in the game, these rare items. So it's pretty freaking sweet. And uh, when you group up a bunch of people to play together at once, it turns up the monster level strength and turns up the experience and gold that you get from having all these people play together. Okay. I've been having a shitload of fun with that. And this is this is Diablo three or is the Diablo type three like yep. Diablo three? This is ah, okay. I uh, I think I heard about that. That does Diablo three is definitely a game that sounds interesting. I would definitely play it if I still play video games. You would definitely <laughs> like play I, it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would play it for a week, you know, like Hearthstone, uh, where I Another played, it, game. played it, thought it was really fun, thought it was really great, and then for no reason at all, I just stopped playing it. <laughs> welcome to my video game experiences for the last, like, five years. And welcome to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. I'm Steve. <laughs> this is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. You know, if you hadn't done that, Steve, I was going to. That was a perfect fucking segue. It kind (laughs) of was. 
That's what I, I as do. As I said it, I was like, I really hope somebody does that. <laughs> um, are we going to have another episode where we talk about shit Brian doesn't give a shit about? Because I like when we do that. <laughs> we should rename the podcast. Let me get a lot of that. stuff done around the house. So. <laughs> To shit that Brian doesn't care about? Yeah. Or we, we can call really it stuff long, that Brian doesn't care about. Well, welcome to really shit Brian doesn't care about podcast. <laughs> How about fuck Brian? Is that a better one? Now, we're going to get a bad reputation if we name the show that. I mean, people are going to expect some fucking happening. Okay, how about how about frail Brian? Or is that too close to an old concept that we used to do? <laughs> You know, I can I can splice in some porn sounds if that's what you need. I mean, you know, whatever. I, uh, I will make my own porn sounds. Thank you very much. So, uh, and I just and unsubscribed I think, from my own show. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, I think that's reason number one not to do it right there. In fact, I, I may burn down sounds. this whole recording right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Subscriber never dropped by eighty percent. Well, thanks, Brian. <laughs> Uh, is it possible to have <laughs> negative subscribers? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> now, well, yes, I feel obligated like, to listen to something else instead of this. So, yeah, negative. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do not want to ever hear Brian making porn sounds. And let's be clear, that's not even sex sounds. Because porn sounds are way more emphatic than just regular sex sounds. <laughs> So, me, so the joke I'm tempted to make is, well, maybe the way you're doing it, but let's be real. That's some bullshit. We all know it's some bullshit, but it's a great line, and I had to get it out somehow. So I'm couching it in, well, if I was a real asshole, I would say... Instead of just me coming out and saying I'm a screamer. What? No. Whatever. Anyway, it's okay. I thought you were a howler, which is different. Yeah, well, you know. It's because I get to mine. Uh, you know, whatever. I get to mine. Um, <laughs> oh, <God>. So, <laughs> uh, in an effort to move away from the idea of Patrick as a screamer, um, I was talking to you guys about... Um, Don't do that. You're ruining sub- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh there, there goes the other two subscribers. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I guess we might as well just shut this shit Who down. Nobody's listening. Who two subscribers that wanted to hear Brian? Okay, there's some jokes there that I'm just going to walk away from. Shut that but shit they down. were right there on the table. There they are on the table. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I ain't yeah. Gonna do Let somebody say something else quick because otherwise I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't stop myself. Somebody must mock Brian. <laughs> um... So Marvel has been has made a suggestion that they're going to do something upcoming that I am not I don't know that I'm okay with. Um as you guys know from this podcast, I'm okay with change, but I feel like this is a weird and possibly pointless change. It's not okay, like say, okay, wait. a walking dead title. This is I, really I have pointless. To, <laughs> I have to I have to interrupt because I mm-hmm. need some quantification of what kind of not okay you're experiencing. It's not like between after our last episode of levels of nerd rage, <laughs> yeah. I will say it isn't to the point where I'm like 
X-Men is stupid. I'm never going to buy X-Men again. It's never, it's not nearly that bad. I just think this may be a poor decision. <laughs> I think this may be a poor decision based on a little, um, period of time of comic books called Heroes Reborn when okay. the Image comic series, but, the Image was doing Marvel comic books. And I thought that was fucking stupid. So, um, so quit, quit teasing. What it is. And just say what it is. Just say so what it after, is. So after this Secret Wars reboot, not a reboot, that Marvel is teasing, <laughs> they um, stated that after that's done and over and everything, you know, when everything falls back into place, uh, their exact wording is they're going to build their own world for X-Men where X-Men can do their own thing. And they purposely, I believe, purposely left it vague so that... I'm not actually sure, and nor is anybody that has reported on this, if they actually mean the X-Men will now be in their own separate universe. Because if you take the words he said literally, that is what it means. That after this whole thing is done and over, the X-Men will now be in their own separate universe, completely separate from everybody else in the Marvel Universe. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm not uh, well, saying that you okay. couldn't and do so, that and it wouldn't still be cool, but I think it's kind of a bad decision. <laughs> I have I a question about how you perceive this revelation. Do you mm -hmm. see this as the X-Men do have their own universe, as you said, but mm -hmm. then are excluded from everything else? Well, that's what having its own universe would be. Well, not necessarily, because there can be multiple iterations, multiple versions of the X-Men, you know... You, X-Men Unleashed, X-Men United, X-Men Wonder Twins, X-Men, whatever they want to call it, to connect them into another existing universe or one of the re-rolled universes. Well, I know, but that's why I said if you take the guy at what he said, that wouldn't be what they were doing. Now, I don't know. Like I said, the guy, the and when I say the guy, I'm trying to think of his name. But it's the guy who's in charge of publishing at Marvel. He did a like a, a, a news... Uh, presentation where he was talking to a whole group of people and he was revealing this information press and if conference. you take him for what he said press conference thank you thank Denied. you patrick <laughs> um when um uh, if you take him at what he, at his word if you take it literally it's a completely different universe and no it wouldn't be connecting now i don't know that that's what they're doing but I'm saying if that is what they're doing, I think that would be bad. So, I will say, because the movies have proven that I'm not saying that you couldn't do something good with that, but experience has told me with the comic books, but to be fair, Image Comics is not doing it this time. <laughs> but, um. Okay. But still, my question is, though, couldn't the X-Men have their own unconnected universe to do whatever they concoct as the story they want to tell. Right. A reimagined world. Right. But then also, you know, leave that on an island of X-Men and still have the X-Men that we know or a recreation of the X-Men, you know, in other uh, books. Okay. okay. So I'm not saying they can't do that before the purposes of what I'm talking about and from the purposes of the article that I read, that is not what they're doing. Okay. They could absolutely so, be doing so, that. I don't uh, know. Right. I freely acknowledge I don't fully know what they're doing. 
Yeah, but yeah. so, now, so but to that, I would I'm say, saying, does anyone actually know? Okay. No, that's because the thing. This press conference happened it, recently, we, and they haven't know. fully stated. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were purposely vague about it, which begs yeah. the question: Why fucking tell us anything at all? Um, well, you <laughs> know because why, now you're right? talking I mean, about it because now the <laughs> well, true. Do they that's, have that's four assholes point. talking about it right mm-hmm. now? I mean, that's kind of why. <laughs> well, well it's true, and this is not going to happen for like six more months. So, so yeah. You, assuming it's, it's the, talking about it. Assuming that the worst case scenario is indeed happening, as mm-hmm. somebody who you know kind of feels like film or it didn't happen, uh, as far as X Men and all these other comic book people go, uh, I found that X Men having their own universe has worked out just fine. Um, right. So on film. So what exactly are we losing? I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm just well, curious. What so exactly are we losing? That's the thing, and that actually leads to the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. My view of the movie X-Men and my view of the comic book X-Men are actually two wildly different. I actually think they work on separate levels. Uh, in the movies, no, they don't actually need anything else. And I actually think they're hindered by having all the other stuff included. But that's for a topic that I'm going to get to in about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> for the comic books, I actually like all the interconnection they have with all the other characters in in the Marvel universe. And I do feel like you lose something if you take that away. And what a lot of people are wondering is, are you taking it away and saying from this point on, it's a different universe, but they still remember, or are you saying it's a completely different universe and all the other stuff that happened before is just wiped out and it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So now you're actually taking something away from the character. So is it a reboot or is it a reboot? Yeah, basically. Uh, if there are characters in X-Men that are strongly enhanced by their connection to non-X-Men related characters, Rogue, Wolverine, uh, Rogue and Wolverine in particular are very strongly enhanced by their connection to Avengers. Especially also, um, (laughs) like a, uh, Deadpool X-Men connection. Uh, yes, but Deadpool is generally considered an X-Men anyway, so, uh, Deadpool would probably just be going along with them over to the other place. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, Deadpool originated uh, New Mutants, so that's where he would, that's where he came from. There are, um, a lot of connections that I think are lost by completely removing any connection between the two. In the comic books, um, I think it would be, uh, really crappy if I thought you were never ever gonna get again touch on the rivalry between Wolverine and Hulk. Like, I think that would actually be lessening the character. I do. Um, but again, I'm not saying that you couldn't do that and it couldn't be good. I think you could do it and it might be good. I just don't know. I don't know. I oh. I feel like the only reason to do it is to hinder the film series in a way so that you might get the franchise back, which is what a lot of people feel. A lot of these decisions, like canceling the Fantastic Four comic book, which has been running continuously since 1963, and then for the first time ever, you're canceling it. And a lot of people are like, I feel like the only reason that you're doing that is to get the film rights back. Of course, uh, that's okay. the reason they're doing now, that. Now, I can see how canceling the comic book might be considered something of a threat. 
to the studio that owns Fantastic Four. Which studio is that? The, the movie uh, rights? 20th Fox, Century Fox. The same 20th Century Fox. Fox. Okay. Yeah. Um, but how does having your comic emulate the movie franchise... Uh, make it, I don't know. How does that threaten the fo- the, the 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 studio? Is it is or it Fox they, that Fox owns X Men Two, right? Fox well? owns X Men Two. Yeah, yeah. What they could be doing, and again, I don't know that that's what they're doing, but if they are doing it to their own little world, they could be doing it so that it does more closely emulate the movies, and so that they don't have to explain why there's certain differences. They might that might be why they're doing it. I don't it know. I just like feel coming, like it sounds more like in that case they're bowing to Fox. As it's possible, but I feel like we're, we're, no, we're making not, too many movements. They're not bowing to Fox. What, what all the changes are for is if uh, the movies are a different avenue for people to come to the comic books, right? So in yeah. Marvel's grand scheme, if there's a movie for X-Men or a movie for Fantastic Four, somebody watches that and says, hey, that's a comic book. Maybe I should read the comic book. And then they go read the comic book and it's completely different. They go, oh, well, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted what was in the movie. And Marvel loses sales of that comic book from a new potential reader. So by changing it, what they're doing is that, hey, when people come to this book, they are getting what they are looking for. So it's not that they're bowing to the to the studio, it's that they're setting themselves up to make more money. Okay, but I my understanding with X-Men is that there's this monstrous cast of characters and Wolverine, and the, Actually, it's Wolverine they, and a monstrous cast of characters. They, they, they rotate out yeah. all of these characters with who's hanging out with Wolverine every few years. <laughs> Pretty um, much. Sadly, so, yeah. as long as you've got Wolverine in the comic... I, I mean, You know I, Wolverine's it, dead in the comic book, right? Is he? I, I don't know. I, I, I yeah. assume he—he he is actually dead in the comic book. Yes. Yeah. Give, give Does it, that mean give he's it a not year. appearing? Oh, no, no, yeah. He'll be dead for like a year, maybe. But he—he's. Oh, okay. I mean, lately their changes have been sticking around for a little while. But at most, Wolverine's going to be dead two years max. Yeah. Until the next Wolverine movie comes out, and then they're like, "Well, why would we have a Wolverine movie come Which out without a Wolverine?" Which sounds like comic? it's going to be the last uh, Wolverine movie, at least from that actor, by the way. Well, for Hugh Jackman, but yeah, yeah that's Jack- what he's so- saying today. Give it a week; he'll be talking about doing it till he's dead again. <laughs> that's I feel true, like, true. I feel like, particularly in the case of Wolverine, uh, so many people have sought and obtained his DNA that he is going to be replicated. <laughs> I mean that's like the that's yeah. like the obvious answer in my book. So, but I mean, I, I, I are they retool? Do you think that do you think they're going to retool the X Men so it has the same group as appeared in say uh, Days of Future Past? I'm going to say that I'm going to say probably. that they're probably not going to do that because I don't. I think I don't think there's any one team that's been in the movies at this point that anyone would say that is what the X-Men are. I think they've managed to have so many different characters in so many different movies. It's not like, well, Avengers have only had one movie, but I don't think it's like Avengers where you can say, well, these are the Avengers based on what's in the movie. I don't think there's any set of set group of characters from the movies that I think of as the core X-Men at this All point. Right. Yeah, with but the exception probably... of no matter what Wolverine has to be in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But they'll probably it's the if what I suspect is true, which is this whole 
Secret Wars universe collapsing thing is just an excuse to align the comics closer to what the movies are doing, then yeah, it might not be that that's the entire team. Mm -hmm. And and it might not, it might be that not everybody is on there, but they might swap out one or two, or they might add a couple others, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be pretty close. It's going to be the people that you've seen on screen are going to be in, are going to be in that book somewhere. Because that's, so, I mean, that would well, be the whole point for of what doing it's it, worth, right? For what it's worth, I hope they do pick new actors. I hope they pick all new actors. Because that will very clearly differentiate what they've done in the past from what they're doing going forward. Yeah. Well, yeah, and also it's been like 15 years, so. Nobody well, wants do- Grandpa Wolverine. Actually, Grandpa Wolverine might work. It's uh, it's, it's old man grandma, everybody else. <laughs> grandpa, I, um, uh, grandma Jean and Grandma Storm, I mean, and uh, they, they had the nerve to do well, Cyclops a young like Patrick grown. Stewart. Yeah, but he was awesome. I, I, I like. I actually like young uh, young Charles Xavier and young uh, uh, Eric uh, Lyncher. Well, but that's not the same thing, though. He's talking about de-aged Patrick Stewart in X-Men Last Stand, I guess. Oh, yes. right. I have actually the hell forgotten, out of his face. I've yeah, forgotten a lot about. Yes. I've forgotten a lot about X-Men Last Stand. I need to rewatch that movie. Blocked. I've actually only seen the movie once, so I think it's forgotten <laughs> no, about it, actually. That excuse yeah. is getting old, man. Only works for 300? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael, you just start watching shit the- you didn't like like 10 times like the rest of us. Uh, yeah, so you could cultivate some rage. I did remember the de-aging because that was the first time I had ever seen that done on screen to any real effect. So I was the- I, it stuck in my head more than just about anything else in that film. Was so- that... Was that, does that predate, um, Lord of the Rings? Tron? Oh. Mm. Uh, it wasn't quite as noticeable in Lord of the Rings as it was. Well, true, for... I grant you, but it, it, it was done in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but I think that was more practical than I what noticed. they were doing, which was they digitally made him younger. I yeah. think they actually went in with some make- makeup and pulled that fucker's face back. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually how they made him look younger. Well, he didn't have that surprised look on his face. <laughs> that's why he looked shocked by everything that was happening. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, I, uh, so I think if you pull, so here's the thing, right? If you're making the comic look like the movie, but the movies are, in my opinion, lesser versions of the comics because you know, comics, you can do long form storytelling and yada, yada, yada. And the movies, you got 90, 120 minutes and that's it. They only come out once every two or three years. So, you know, this, the, the, um, the amount of story that you're getting is lesser. So if they, you know, if they remake the, the prime, which is the comic to be like the, it's lesser form, which is the movie that seems I don't know. That seems like that's, that's missing out on something. Now, right. the only, uh, like the only reason you would separate it, cause you can easily write comic books where you don't hang out with the Avengers every issue. In fact, right. most comic books are like that. People, you right. know, they stick to their own thing. I mean, they had to make Marvel team up, which is, Hey, we're going to put 
different people together. And this is where yeah. you come for that to happen. We're so, going to acknowledge that this is a shared universe and occasionally, uh, the human torch and Wolverine bump into each other at a bar that happens yeah. sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> or the human torch, uh, you know, he likes to pick on Spider-Man cause he's kind of a douchebag, but that's fine. It's cool. Whatever. It's there. There are certain aspects to a shared universe, which are amazing. Like the fact that the human torch and Spider-Man are best friends. This is never something you're going to see in a movie. Um, yeah. And, and especially for like a standalone character, Spider-Man, for him to have somebody that he can relate his experiences to. Cause we've all seen the show that are all set in their standalone universe where we have the hero and he's the only person with superpowers. And so, you know, who does he talk to? Who do, or who does she talk to? But this is like, Oh yeah, no, no. I know somebody else who has the same thing. You know, he's like, Oh, do I save the old lady or do I save the kid in the car? Or do I save the puppy? Uh, I don't know how we do this. I was like, yeah, I've been there. Same thing. Bank robber, car crash, puppy, grandma who do you do right so being the the and that's what i like about the marvel universe is it's this giant interconnected thing where everybody like all these people know about each other and they interact with each other you know when appropriate and all that all that good stuff that's part of the draw of having the shared universe so i don't I, I absolutely agree with you. So now let me undercut that by the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> in this episode, which was after the whole Marvel getting to make a movie with Spider-Man in it, I've heard a lot of people talking about how, okay, well, when are they going to get the Fantastic Four and the X-Men? And I started thinking to myself, I actually don't think bringing over i don't think marvel cinematic universe getting the rights to fantastic four and x-men and bringing them into the marvel cinematic universe would actually be a good idea now i i will say i feel more strongly about that with x-men than i do fantastic four uh i feel like fantastic four and spider-man are pretty much at the same level you could do it they don't really need to do it. I think Fantastic Four kind of works better in a world where they're the only superpowered people. I actually think that actually works for film. Like in the Marvel Universe, I think that's fine. They're just another group of superpowered people. But in film, I think they work better. The X-Men, I think they absolutely Aww. work better because if you're going to do the Marvel Cinematic Universe and then you try to bring them over, then the question's going to be, where were the mutants before and i honestly think the whole mutant like racism thing that they go for works better when you don't have thor or spider-man running around other people who have powers which you don't seem to have a problem with but suddenly i have a problem with mutants but like, i think th that works better without that actually i think it doesn't i think that that sends the point home more so that for the racism angle, which mm -hmm. is people with powers are fine, but as long as you're not born with those powers, you're born with those powers, you're dirty, right? I mean, that's really what racism is. People are people, except that these people just happen to be born a different color, but they're really the same. And that yeah, really plays into that whole, this is really stupid that you love Spider-Man but you hate Cyclops. But the thing yeah. is, the problem that I've always had with that is, how do you know that Spider-Man's not a mutant? And they don't really explain that. They just go, well, I love Spider-Man, but you hate Cyclops? How do you know that he... How do you know one's a mutant and the other one's not? Because they self-identify. 
The X-Men always self-identify. Well, yeah, but Spider-Man doesn't. That's the point because... that I'm making. Spider-Man well, comes right. in and so saves somebody don't... and then leaves. It... I mean, Spider-Man doesn't show up and go, I'm not a mutant, I got my powers from a spider, and then leaves. Why are people okay with that guy, but they don't have a problem? <laughs> like, that's always been my problem. Specifically because he didn't say, I'm a mutant. Stop being a dick to me. I don't know. I feel like yeah, but it's that, not even that an only issue works so many times. In Spider-Man's world. <laughs> it's not even an, an issue yeah. in Spider-Man's world at all. So, yeah, that's always been yeah. my problem. I feel like that Spider-Man metaphor just works better anyway. if it's just everyone with powers I have a problem with. Um, and I, I get that. Back? That's fine. <laughs> yeah. can, can I go back to uh, a comment that you made earlier where you said the Fantastic Four works better uh, as a standalone thing? Um, I kind of think so. You, 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 you've seen the Fantastic Four movies. When did they ever work? Period. Okay, I was going to okay. ask. I, I mean, Actually, no, no, no. I'm Let not me point out. I that. have always said I don't think Fantastic Four works as a movie at all, but they're going to keep trying to make that movie anyway. I don't have a <laughs> say in that decision. If I had my way, they wouldn't even be trying to well, make I, a Fantastic Four you know, movie. So, so, I'm pretty much with well, you I on guess, that, I'm curious. Michael. <laughs> I'm curious now. Why do you think Fantastic Four is unsuited for the big screen? Well, all these other comics are reasonably. I kind can of translate feel like, reasonably. You know, I have something to say about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah they yeah, they keep they keep wanting the Fantastic Four to be silly bullshit, mm-hmm. and they. I mean, so the comic book is a little bit silly bullshit, and that's kind of why I quit <laughs> reading it. But it doesn't make for an entertaining movie to have nonstop silly bullshit. And they tried, like, with Thing to give him this, uh, you know, heartbreaking romantic storyline. And I gave absolutely zero fucks. Zero shits. (laughs) I was going to say, I think of some other movies I've seen that uh, that are kind of superhero sci-fi-ish that have a lot of silly bullshit, but I, I'm, not, I'm probably not thinking of the right type of silly bullshit. I mean, Scott Pilgrim versus the world is verging on some sort of superhero type thing and uh, almost, and it's got loads of silly bullshit. On the other hand, it didn't do very well in theaters, so maybe I, I should just shut up. <laughs> I feel like my reasoning behind is definitely going to be something that I don't think you guys necessarily agree with, but I feel like my reasoning behind why I don't think... um Fantastic Four is a filmable concept is I kind of feel like Fantastic Four is intrinsically comic book, whereas all these other things that have gone on to be successful movies were things that were adaptable to be film, as in Thor you can just do as a guy who dresses in like armor and that kind of thing where he's not wearing a costume and Iron Man, well, Iron Man was always filmable because it's basically a guy in a high tech suit and Captain America, they eventually found a way to do his costume. So it didn't seem like he was wearing a costume, but when it comes to fantastic four, the thing and the fantastic Four's costumes, which are required to do that, feel like costumes and if you don't have them in a costume it's not fantastic four 
And wow. I, I agree I guess, with that statement. Uh, it, I kind of feel like they have to be in costume to be well, Fantastic I, I, Four, I, but if they're in a costume, it just looks silly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> somebody I, I, doesn't I, know I, shit about Fantastic so, Four. Why are the costumes so critical? I mean, you know, can't we just say, well, did you want yellow spandex and move on? No, no, well, no. Because no, the thing it's because with they're X-Men iconic. Is they and I'm going to make yeah. a DC reference here, but look at Batman and Superman. They have iconic suits. Yeah, but right. Superman's look stupid in a movie. Well, when they I make it, that's so. the charcoal yeah, color. Yeah. But, but, Brian, but you do agree that if they made a Superman movie and he just never put on the costume, that it wouldn't be a Superman movie, right? Uh, if he, I, I guess, I think, so I think the he answer needs is that no, big stupid you don't S say and he needs a cape, <laughs> but. I, I, he needs a big stupid S and he needs a cape. The rest I think is a bit negotiable for me. But anyway. that's, but that's what I'm getting that's at. That, such it, he has to have, that's a costume and he has yeah. to have that on. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm getting at. You can't really do oh. the Fantastic Four costume in a film. And honestly, so they've only recently gotten to a point where they can kind of do the Spider-Man costume. So, <laughs> so wait. So, cause you, if, if we go back, there have been, a lot of times and you said, Oh, I didn't, I don't feel that they can film this. And you said that for Thor and you've said that for, for other mm-hmm. things. And then they come out and they do it and you're like, Oh, okay. So that's how they do it. So just because one, so just because you can't think of how it can be done doesn't mean it's not filmable. Because uh, because it's happened well, in the past. As I, for the I, costumes. I have said, I don't think it's a filmable concept. <laughs> well, right. So. So, right. Well, that's your same argument for Fantastic Four doesn't really work in film and you should never do it because you don't think it's a filmable concept. But if somebody does it right, then it'll be fine. It'll be hey, like, oh, yeah, that looks after, great. But after but I even, saw the trailer for the last movie, it's possible that the, the one coming up may be the one that gets it right. But I, I but, guess I'll wait and see. But even regardless of that, like, I don't like the first movie. I don't really like because it, it doesn't it, it's completely divergent from the uh, Fantastic Four that I know, but I didn't have a problem with the costumes they ended up in at the end of the movie. That that didn't bother me whatsoever. That didn't take me out. It didn't seem silly because they're superheroes. That's what they do. Superheroes mm-hmm. wear costumes, and it's not like it's like how they used to do when they used to do superhero movies in the 80s where it was literally bright red or bright yellow or bright green lycra that was stretched over you and the people didn't have the bodies for it and they were all lumpy and shit. Like, they, they figured out how to make a superhero suit that doesn't yeah. look like complete Get Jessica shit. Alba. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> even for, for all the rest of them, right? So right. If, if, if your main beef is that they have to wear a costume, well, that, my that main seems beef kinda... is actually, my main beef is actually, I, it's thing and I don't think they can do the costumes. I've yet to see, now, the thing is, nobody wants to do a full CG thing, but I do think this new movie is doing a, a full CG yeah. thing. Well, um, who says but nobody they didn't, wants to? Uh, Michael every Chiklis movie, didn't want every, to. Every, well, no, Michael Chiklis was only one of the people. Like, all the interviews that I read before that said that, well, we never want to try to just do a full CG thing. And this was during the rage where everybody was doing just full CG. So, up until recently... Uh, the guy who's making all the decisions for Fantastic Four that everybody thinks are stupid is the guy that seems to be making the Fantastic Four movie that I might actually get behind. Like, I thought it was kind of silly, too, till I saw that trailer. And I was like, hold up, maybe this guy is actually making the decisions that might make the Fantastic Four I like. So, 
I, I, that's what I'm saying. Maybe this guy is making a Fantastic Four movie I can at least maybe get behind. Because the three Fantastic Four movies that were made before now were utter garbage as far as I'm concerned. The only thing I think that came out of those three movies that I thought were even worth the damn was I kind of liked Silver Surfer. I did kind of like Silver Surfer in Rise of the Silver Surfer. I thought he was kind of well done. No, I thought so. the silver. I thought the silver surfer was well done. I thought. Yeah. I think the rest of that storyline, because they were beholden to what happened in the first movie, which I didn't like, because you know it was kind of a, it was kind of a generic and nineteen eighties style plot, mm-hmm. right? Most of the good, uh, like the Marvel movies, it's not just oh, superhero shows up, bad guy shows up, superhero beats up a uh, bad guy. There's always something else, right? Like right. Iron Man, not the best, uh, good movie. Don't get me wrong. Great movie. Not the best superhero movie, but still there's another story there, mm-hmm. like a real story there that is that him making the suit is just kind of an addendum to, right? right. You know, the Captain America story, Winter Soldier was not like, Oh, we'll just beat up some random bad guy. It was okay. This is. You know, corruption and power and like there are parallels to a real world that I don't think they used to do when mm-hmm. they used to make superhero movies. And so when the Fantastic Four went on that old path, yeah, it was kind of shitty because you're like, well, we just don't do that anymore because those movies don't work. Like well, the audience for that is gone. I, I, if they had hollow. made those movies exactly like they did back in the day, I hated them then, too. But you were going to say something, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Fantastic Four movies were hollow. Wasn't a lot of meat on that bone. There and was not. At, like I said it before, it was silly bullshit. As far as I was concerned, it was mm-hmm. just just the icing and no cake. Yeah, I don't. I feel like if they were going to do it that way, that there was never going to be anything that I was going to be interested in. And I feel like this new guy might be actually like I was hating on the new Fantastic Four until I saw the trailer, and then I was like, okay. I'm going to back off because I actually think maybe there might be something to this only because like you said, I'm starting to see that there might be some substance to this movie. So I'll, I've now taken a wait and see with the new Fantastic <laughs> Four movies. It's- now, Steve, you s- accused Fantastic Four being, what was it? Silly bullshit. I think I was pretty clear about that. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't that kind of what Guardians of the Galaxy is? Well, the expectation is very different, and uh, there's there's more story in Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel. Oh yeah, I'm certainly Guardians was a much more well made movie, but you were the, you, you were arguing that it was the silly bullshit that would prevent Fantastic Four's translation. And I think Guardians proves you can have a uh, silly bullshit. No, 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 movie. I didn't say that at all. Yeah. Oh, what I, I said was the movies that we did get for Fantastic Four were silly bullshit. And I can't say that I was particularly in love with the comics ever. I mean, I was. I obviously didn't read I'd, enough of them to get hooked. But I would like to suggest to you the John Byrne era of Fantastic Four. It is fucking amazing. I'm sure Patrick would agree with me. Black people united. Um, uh, I, I would have to. John Byrne is, <laughs> is amazing. Uh, Brian... The difference being that Guardians of the Galaxy had a story and then they put some fun into it. But that was fun on top of their story. Whereas the Fantastic Four movie looked to be more 
you know, kind of goofy setups and situations than uh, than the actual story. Okay, let, I, I, let sorry. me black I, I translate Steve, that. I let, thought Steve on. was saying that he that you that it, that Fantastic Four was unsuited to being a big screen movie because the comic was had so much silly bullshit. Let me black nerd translate that for you. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy had silly bullshit. Fantastic Four was only silly bullshit. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's the almost movie or like the comic. It's the almost movie. like the movie for the Fantastic Four. The four the Fantastic Four movies were like some, you know, morning radio zoo where you got Benny and the Fart mornings from six to ten, and every joke is followed up by a squeaky horn. And they're going to take Fart Friday phone calls. And I was like, well, what the fuck happened here? Because the book, the, uh, the least my understanding of the books is they're nowhere near that level of silly bullshit. No, they are well, not. They're not near that level of silly bullshit. I will say they do have some fun with the thing and human torch. Their relationship is kind of comical, but it was nowhere near what you got in the, like, I think Chris Evans portrayal of the human torch was actually pretty close to his portrayal in the cow books. Um, but they took it to this level that was just ridiculous. Now, the main reason why I kind of think Fantastic Four just kind of works in their own thing is I kind of feel like they also are a little enhanced by being in a world where maybe they're the, they're the only superpowered people. But I have less of an issue with them being integrated into the Marvel Cinematic Universe than I do the X-Men. I actually think the X-Men movie franchise would be lessened by integrating them into the Marvel yeah. Cin- Cinematic Universe. I would universe. agree with that. I, I, I would agree with that. I could see... An outtake from a Fantastic Four movie where someone pops out of a wardrobe and slaps someone else in the face with a pie, and then they play a sound effect <laughs> like whoop, 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 and it would blend right in. It wouldn't stick mm-hmm. out like, what the fuck was that? Because that's the you level that of scene shit with they the pulled. F- and then you end that scene with a fart sound. Let's, <laughs> that's okay, right. Let's, let's be clear, right? The first Fantastic Four movie has a scene whose only goal is to have Sue Storm running around naked because she took her clothes off to become invisible to help somebody, and then she didn't have control of it and, uh, you know, re-envisioned herself, whatever the, the word is, right? Right. Like, mm-hmm. there, you would never find that scene in an MCU movie, right? It just, right. It just wouldn't, it just wouldn't be there. So right. that's kind of... That's kind of the silliness of that. Uh, as for... Wasn't there... I'm trying to remember. Wasn't there a scene where the Hulk was a bit underdressed after converting back into Bruce Banner? I, it I, wasn't I played for laughs. It was... He fell... In, in Avengers, he landed. And in, and actually, uh, that scene was uh, a sequence where they... That guy was there saying, Hey, you know what? Even when you were the Hulk, you were still looking out for people. You were trying not to hurt anybody and uh and whatever so it wasn't played for laughs at all it was kind of to convince uh bruce banner that sometimes turning into the hulk does not mean random destruction of everything that 
he finds valuable. All right, it's been right. a long time since I saw the scenes. I only vaguely remembered, but I thought I should at least mention it. So. As, um, I, I, you know, I, I think kind of in closing, what I'll say is for Fantastic Four or the X-Men movies, I've heard the argument that if Marvel had to make those movies, it would hurt them because they already have a full slate with Ant-Man and Captain America and Avengers and all that. So, okay, that argument I buy. But as for having them be alone in their own cinematic universe, it's no big deal. Most of the movies don't cross over anyway. And if you're like, well, where were the mutants during this? They were laying low or they, you know, they put a line of dialogue in there that says, oh, yeah, that thing happened and that was fucked up. We stayed out of it because that wasn't our business. And you move on. So I don't think they either need to be standalone or, well, they don't need to be uh, forcefully separated from the other things in their universe to mm-hmm. have standalone stories in their own movie. Well, so. I won't say that they need to be standalone. I'm saying I think they're enhanced by being standalone. I think X-Men well, is greatly enhanced. So. Well, so whatever. because, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I feel like if you were to include them, I do think, especially with all the stuff they're doing within humans, which as time goes <laughs> on, it's becoming clear they're creating in humans to be their standing mutant race. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I feel like I don't think, I, I just feel like by incorporating X-Men, you are lessening the franchise by the, you're lessening that metaphor. That's my viewpoint. Um, cause I've had a bit of an issue with it in the comic books, but it's one of the conceits that I make. I just let it go that we don't have a problem with Spider-Man, but we do have a problem with that guy. Cause I think he's a mutant. So fuck that guy. <laughs> but you, you act like people aren't hypocritical and yeah. people are sure as shit hypocritical. So uh, it doesn't make, that. I mean, yes. it would, but it would I, extend to superheroes too. I grant you, but uh, I like my uh, my fictional metaphors to be a little simpler. <laughs> well, I have something very simple for all of you. First, let me say thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the Cyfidelity podcast. We do appreciate it. Our website is scifishow.net. And once you're there... You can get links to all the things you're going to need to subscribe and follow the show. I'd ask that you take a look at our Extra Life page. You can do your Amazon shopping after clicking that link. No extra cost to you, but it does help us pay for the show. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Oh yeah, suck my Spock. The fuck? The fuck does that even relate to? What? Jesus Christ, Brian. God. The guy died. <laughs> <laughs>